Welcome to Into the Breach, a reps and warranties policy podcast by Brian O'Keefe and Jenna Usenheimer, partners and co-leaders of the Transactional Underwriting Council practice at Cyforth Shaw, interviewing leaders from the industry and exploring the latest developments, market trends, and news impacting RWI and the transactional risk insurance markets. Welcome to the latest, greatest episode of Into the Breach. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Jenna Usenheimer. How are you doing, Jenna? Good. How are you, Brian? I'm doing very well. Um, this marks a my own milestone in the show today. As our, as our loyal listeners know, mm-hmm. uh, Jenna absconded to a, a Florida retirement community through most of the 55 winter. 55 and over, not retirement. Some of them worked, over. but well, yeah. I'll get... I'll get <laughs> I'll get that detail correct. Well, she left and yeah. became a snowbird during during the winter, and but she did several episodes of Into the Breach uh, from Florida in the winter, and we heard about her adventures trying to get the vaccine and all with kinds of parents. other stuff. Yes, it's with her parents, all sorts of other fun stuff. So I am actually taking my first remote episode today from my in-laws' house in uh, Newburyport, Massachusetts, which is a very kind of quaint fishing little New England town uh, north of Boston. And my mother-in-law was very excited that we were taping the podcast from her from her house today. So this is a new new adventure for me today, Jenna. Well, welcome to the world of podcasting on the go. <laughs> How does it feel? Well, I, I, it feels, you know, like we are like truly mobile and it's it's really it's old. Old meeting new because this house I'm in is like from 1680. So whenever they built the house, they probably did not ever think that there was going to be a podcast. Being <laughs> it. But here we are today. Probably keeping, not. That is keeping the true. podcast yeah. in the 1680 house. So I I thought about you, Jenna, because I think the next couple will be uh, will be taping from my my in laws' house here on, on location for Into the Breach. So. On location, on location. I mean, for it to really be on location, we'd have to be with our guest at his home. Well, and it would be really be on location. Maybe that <laughs> doesn't look like he's be the interested in us coming to his home. <laughs> I know. Well, you guys are always welcome. Oh, thank well, you. Well, thank you. Well, and there is our guest, and maybe we'll do a follow up episode from his house someday. But for now, we'll just kind of have to do it the way we have it planned today. And our guest today is uh, Dennis Carnes, who we are uh, really happy to have with us today. Um, he uh, is the uh, president of Dual Transaction Solutions, um, a, a reps and warranty uh, underwriter, and uh, also moving into some new areas, which we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that, uh, we just wanted to welcome you to the show, Dennis. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thanks uh, for coming. Thank you. Thank you, Brian and Jenna, for having me. And, uh, you know, I've been waiting for a while to get uh, a host <laughs> or, get, or get a spot on uh, Into the Breach. So this is uh, super exciting and um, love the opening jingle. It made me feel like I'm actually in a, in a, in a radio studio. So super cool. <laughs> Jenna composed that herself. I did. I did. My my recorder lessons when I was in elementary school have really served me well <laughs> in my uh, composing career. That's true. <laughs> Well, we're really happy to have you here, Dennis. And um, I know that there's been some exciting things happening at Dual in the last couple of weeks and some uh, some new changes. And we're going to be really uh, excited to talk with you about all that. But, you know, before we get into that, um, uh, we know that you're uh, an industry veteran, but for perhaps some folks who 
uh, aren't as familiar with uh, with your professional background, if maybe you want to just give our listeners a little bit of uh, uh, flavor to that, and then um, you know as well a little bit about uh, kind of the old Dole and, and what you had launched last year, and and then we can kind of get into the new Dole and in the new horizons that you're uh, you're going to be tackling here. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and thanks again, Brian. It, it's when when I get asked the question about background. Um, you know, I never thought I'd be saying, wow, I'm actually in my 24th year in insurance. Um, <laughs> never thought when I got into insurance back in 1997 that I would actually be uh, saying 24 years. It makes me definitely feel like the old guard, but <laughs> but it's a good feeling. Um, had a lot of different roles in those 24 years. So started out uh, way back when in AIG claims on the uh, professional liability side. Uh, doing uh, basically miscellaneous professional liability claims, migrated over to to the DBG legal side for for National Union under AIG, doing professional liability from an underwriting counsel standpoint, and then uh, took a totally different direction uh, with Chubb and went to uh, actually become a, a coverage lawyer in the property and casualty space, and, and did that for for a number of years before coming back to sort of the management liability professional lines where I became underwriting counsel for, for Chubb on the DNO side, stayed in the DNO environment for a number of years, did a, a cup of tea with Marsh for two years, ran financial lines claims for Marsh, and then uh, headed to QBE where I was responsible to get uh, QBE up and running from a uh, product standpoint. So I was product counsel there for, for a number of years and then started the transactional liability practice for QBE while also running financial institutions. And uh, then migrated to Dual last year. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned at the start of the conversation, we have some new uh, offerings here for, for Dual. And I, I sort of, I'm super excited about this because it comes back to sort of what I've been doing in the past, right? So building the transactional liability practice, getting that up and running, really making sure that we can demonstrate that our practice is a premier practice in that space. And then also getting the opportunity to, to launch a DNO practice uh, here at Tool. We're super excited about that opportunity and, and uh, really happy to talk about any of the specific, specifics of either one of those practices for Dual. Right. Well, that's that's yeah. that's quite a background, Dennis, and uh, you certainly, uh, yes, uh, quite a varied uh, insurance background. So, um, so maybe maybe you want to start off just a little bit, maybe talking about um, you know what you kind of started with Dual uh, last year, and then you know what the what sort of the new Dual is, and in, in what you're uh, what you're aiming uh, aiming for here with the new with the new program. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we started, to, it's hard to believe we're past the year already. So we started with, with Dual last year in 2020. We came on board as a team for the uh, transactional risk group in March of 2020, got that underway, uh, picked a amazing time to start a, a brand new business venture. Uh, no one could have anticipated the, the effects of the pandemic, but, but it all in, in looking back sort of uh, over the year, it's been a tremendous year for us. And we're, we're super pleased with, with the team that we've put together, a veteran team, a team that has market identification, a team that's been able to demonstrate its ability to, to really be a premier market in the space. And as we started to, to build that practice and, and look at opportunity and dual as a, as a company um, is always looking for opportunity to bring in new programs to its uh, significant suite of, of product offerings. And we started to 
to kick around the idea of, is there an opportunity for Dual to enter into the public d space? And we started working on that plan in the summer of 2020 and, and really saw it come together through the fall and winter to build an opportunity to provide excess capacity in the d space. And, and that's where we're at right now. We actually just launched two weeks ago. The uh, team, I'll talk about some of the team members we're bringing on, the team's gonna be up and running on uh, the 28th, so a week from today. And, and one of the things that we, yeah, thank you. And one of the mm-hmm. things we look at is, can we make a difference in the market? Um, what can Dual do to, to bring a team into the market that can actually make a difference? And how do we put the team in place to, to make that impactful from the start? And so similar to what we did with, with Transactional, right? It starts with bringing in a veteran team. It starts with partnering with, with a, a recognized insurance partner and putting those two things together and, and making sure that we have the ability to, to be a recognized provider of capacity in space. So relevant to the DNO, we, we certainly recognize that there is a, a market need. So right, the current market has been struggling for some time to maintain existing capacity. And that opens up uh, an opportunity for new capacity. We've had uh, what you would characterize as a, a definite firm market for the last, say, 13 quarters. We've also had uh, struggles relative to the pandemic. That creates opportunities for new markets to enter into the space without any legacy constraints from being in the space for a while. But we also recognize that we have to have a blueprint for success. And for us, that focuses on an excess offering. So we're offering traditional ABC coverage as an excess market. We're also offering excess coverage as a a party for A-side deals as well. And and those two things need to focus on, okay, predicting or or looking at the right attachment points, deploying limits strategically, and also focusing on the right companies. So those companies that we would consider to be for us best in class risk from a public DNO perspective. And uh, we're super excited to get started in the market. We're going to be ready for, for July 1st. It's hard to believe that, uh, that July 1st is actually a week away, uh, but uh, definitely looking forward it's to crazy. it. And yeah. it, it is, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. you know, summer's, uh, I guess today's the, today's the 21st. Is that, is that the official day of summer or tomorrow? I don't know if it's like hundred degrees like out. So it's summer. At least <laughs> yeah, it's definitely summer. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we brought in a veteran team. So, so the way our structure is set up now, we, we, we thought it was important to sort of rebrand our offering. And that's where we chose uh, dual transaction solutions mm-hmm. because we're really focusing on presenting dual as a full service provider for financial services related products. And we, we wanted to make sure that the team has separate identity, but also is part of a larger group. Um, and that's where we came up with the branding for Dual Transaction Solutions. Um, we also rebranded our titles. So uh, those of you that may know us from, from Transactional Risk sort of had titles that might be more akin to, to what you see in the MG, MGA space for, for Transactional Risk. But with our goal, our long-term goal being to be a recognized provider of financial services product offerings. We thought it was important to rebrand, but also then to move to titles that are more sort of recognized in in full service sort of 
traditional offerings for, for professional lines insurance and financial lines insurance. So we went to traditional officer titles. So uh, the, the title that uh, So did that you I get promoted? Is, I, I did. I, I, I like to think I did. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I think the title says so. Um, <laughs> well, so I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm super excited to, uh, to have the title of president. And it always brings me back yeah. to, uh, I used to, uh, you know, when I used to talk to my mom, God rest Aww. her soul, I would always say to her, I'd say, you know, I got a promotion, I got a new title. And her line would always be, oh, they're going to really make you work for that. Um, so every time I get a new title, I get that little smile and a chuckle, um, remembering that, but, uh, certainly the, the way we have the structure built now, we've sort of put like a, a transactional solutions as the umbrella over both of those offerings. So, so Dan Simnitz will be uh, executive vice president in the transaction solutions group, as well as Pat Tara and super excited uh, for yeah. Pat relative to his ability to be a leader on the DNO side while continuing his, his market presence in transactional. And that was an important sort of piece for us as we look to, to build the DNO side is to, to have a, a leader uh, impact to provide leadership and drive, help us drive production from that source. Um, but also to, to continue to allow, to allow him to develop his presence in the transactional space was important. We also have a veteran team that's joining. So we have three underwriters coming on board next week. So we have um, an underwriter that's going to be in uh, the Midwest to, to be a leader for us in the Midwest, but also nationally. Uh, we have two very strong candidates that will be in the East Coast with us operating out of New York and uh, yeah, super New excited. Yeah, super excited to, to uh, have them on board and, and super excited to to really um, uh, continue to develop our presence in this space, very similar to, to what we've done in transactional. And, and I think with the new structure, what it gives us is it really gives us the ability to attract talent in both sort of groups and continue to demonstrate. Dual's right. goal is always to be a market leader in every space it enters. And, and I think for, for us with transactional transaction solutions, it really is an identifier for us that we intend to be a full service provider of financial services products and a leader in that space. Absolutely. And so how do you envision the new DNO product and any other future products that you have coming down the pike to intersect with your reps and warranty coverage and the synergies? What are you seeing in the future? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. And, and, and we did take a lot of that in mind when we put the group together, right? I think there yeah. is definite synergies in those groups. There's definite um, opportunity, particularly when, when you look at strategics, right? The focus on strategics for transactional risk is, is a continued focus and we wanna make sure that strategics continue to use those right. uh, products. And, and I think that having an identification in, in DNO is a, is a good synergy for us to have because it identifies that, that we understand sort of the, the full breadth of, of the insurance needs for a particular strategic. So I think we have right. that ability to, to certainly demonstrate that we have crossover and we understand a lot of the issues that are uh, important to, to strategics, particularly from a financial statements perspective, right? So we wanna mm -hmm. be able to, to let our, our prospective customers understand that we're looking at a, a larger 
sort of blueprint of their business and want to make sure that we position Dual to have that ability to provide offerings across a multiple uh, specter of product lines. Right. One-stop shopping for all your needs. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and that's sort of that, that's sort of the long-term philosophy, right? What can we do to help our customers and, and where we have the ability to sort of have a product identification such as financial services? I think as we build that opportunity, it demonstrates the, the depth of, of Duel's intellect in that space. And I think that that's a real okay. selling point for us yeah. as, a, as a market offering uh, products in the space. Yeah, I, I think that's I think 100% right, Dennis. And you know, I, I know you alluded to this earlier. I think there's a, uh, a perception anyway that the DNO market is a very hard market right now and, and very difficult. And I think I was uh, really intrigued when I saw that, that your team was you know, kind of jumping into this and going to be offering some new, uh, some new capacity here. So um, you know, is it counterintuitive to be involved in it and now, whenever it's it's kind of thought to be a hard market, or maybe you know some of our listeners who aren't as familiar with with DNO, you could explain why you think this is a, a good opportunity at this point to, to be involved in something like yeah, this. Yeah, well, we 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 think it's a great opportunity, and and certainly we we think that uh, there's there's been premium rate increases for for this space um, for a number of we're up about fourteen quarters. So you sort of look at it and say, okay, there's there's sort of rate on rate on rate increases, even if there was sort of a return to more of a, a flattening of, of the market from a premium standpoint, um, we still have a significant runway of opportunity. And, and one of the things that we looked at is, can we provide needed capacity? Is there a market need for new capacity? And, and we think that the answer is emphatically yes, because also with the sort of um, firm market or hard market characteristics, there has definitely been a challenge to get for, particularly for, for the companies we're focusing on, right? Our focus is really Fortune 1000, but, but sort of going down to maybe 2000 companies in the public space. Those companies that have traditionally had the ability to build fulsome insurance towers have seen those towers be challenged because of a cutback in existing capacity. So, so companies lowering limits and also just cutting back on the overall purchase of insurance. So we think as the market continues to, to evolve and, and there is a return to that need for capacity, we're going to be well positioned to provide that capacity. And in addition to providing the capacity though, we have to have the ability to demonstrate that we have the team that can handle that particular opportunity. And one of the things I think that we're, we're most proud of here is the team that we have, very similar transactional, will make an impact from the very start. They're a veteran team. They've played in this space for a number of years. Pat Dara and I have, have been involved in this space and, and, and worked with this particular focus. And it really is based on picking the right risk, right? Those financially stable risks picking the right attachment point as an excess provider. So where am I going to attach my insurance? And then how am I going to um, deploy limits? Those three uh, parts of the strategy are, are what we will sort of identify as our market offering. And we think that based on those three things, we think we have a, a very good market offering that will be well-received and welcomed 
particularly as we enter into the uh, the fourth quarter, where we tend to see the the rush for January one capacity uh, to be most important. Oh yes, the good old fourth quarter. We are familiar with that. We That's are right. familiar so with that. Uh, so Dennis, before we before we move into the fun, the extra fun part of the show, the game. Do you have any other? Pitches you want to give for Dual? Anything else you want our listeners to know about your new offerings or your old offerings or anything else you want to say? I, I first of all, again, thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about this because it's it's super exciting. And and one of the things I would say is sort of a a plug for Dual is is we are committed to every market we enter. We want to be market leaders. We want to be thought leaders. We want to have a product offering that instills confidence in our customers. And we think that with the dual transaction solution, we have that, and that will give us a platform on which to build additional product offerings over the years to come. Great. Be great. That's great. Yep. Brian, were you going to say something before we move on to a one smart onto the breach? No, I don't want to, I don't want to stop the fun game, but I think that that's, uh, I think it's all very, uh, very exciting, Dennis, as you said, and uh, really great to see your team, uh, and yes, your exceptional team really be expanding into these new areas. So Jenna is very uh, uh, eager to play the game here on this Monday morning. So I'll let her take it away with the uh, with the once more unto the breach questions here. Well, so, so once yeah, once more unto the breach. I'm going to use that as a line now for sort of a tagline, if you don't mind, for, for transactional risk. I like that. It's, it gives sort of a <laughs> It was Brian's um, idea, but I'm giving it away for free. Do you see how I I've just say, like, I decided I to just give it away? Absolutely no license fee or anything. You just I, you wanna, I, I wanna find a way. I wanna find a way, Brian, to weave that into like maybe one of my underwriting calls or or something like that. And my my staff calls in the transactional space. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Dennis say that yes. on an underwriting when you, call. When you say it, I will have a hearty laugh on a call someday. They'll be wondering, wow, this guy's quoting Shakespeare, like in the middle of this underwriting call. So Oh, this is something else. So, well, Jenna, Actually, why don't you go with the first question here? Yes. Okay. So, Dennis, as you know, because you listen to our podcast all the time, I'm sure. So, you are not going to be surprised by the first two of our three questions. So, the first is what is the biggest change you think that we're going to see, we, the market, will see in rep and warranty insurance in the next 12 months? Yeah, I think the, 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 Biggest change, I would say, is a continuation. I, I think there's there's going to be definite uh, limits management. I think there yeah. is going to be more receptivity to um, having smaller limits. So sort of sharing that sort of primary and then moving to to excess opportunities. I think that that's, um, you know, we've seen some of that already at the start of, of this year. We're deploying less limits uh, relative to primary risk. So I think that, that trend will continue. I'm uh, hopeful that... Uh, the uh, pricing, the favorable pricing trend will continue as well. Yeah. And then I think that it really focuses on um, are you building for the future? Are you continuing to add the right staff? Are you continuing to make sure you have the ability to, to service customers in this place, in this space? And, and that's what I think, you know, our focus continues to be. Do we have the right level of staff to make sure that we're meeting all of our customers' needs in this space? Sure. Okay. Number two, uh, what is a, a piece of career advice for someone that you would give to someone who might be interested in a career in rep and warranty insurance or an other form of transactional risk or corporate insurance? Don't do it. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> That's what I tell people who want to be lawyers. So I understand. Yeah. 
So I used to use that line for, for when I didn't want to be a uh, lawyer anymore is, <laughs> is don't do it. But no, all kidding aside, um, I'm super um, excited to be in the space, right? I think this is a tremendous opportunity to provide insurance that is different than any other form of insurance. Um, I've heard people use sort of taglines who are in other lines of insurance. This is the cool insurance, <laughs> right? This is uh, insurance like version of, of investment banking. Um, well, the so people I think are that, definitely cool. I mean, yeah, the people yeah. are super cool. So the advice I would offer to particularly to um, folks who are new in their careers, so sort of analyst level hires is um, this is a great area to get into and start a career and build a career. And no one day is the same in a lot of ways. Uh, things will come at you um, in different ways, move with a lot of pace. Um, pace but you have to that be, is correct. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's if nothing else, pace, yes. <laughs> it's something that isn't, uh, I think you both will agree with me, it isn't for the faint of heart, but it is yes. very rewarding. Yes. And I think that uh, the bespoke nature of, of the offering is what's really uh, what really got me into the space, the ability to say, wow, we're actually building an insurance opportunity for a company when it's at a, a crossroads in its life cycle, right? So whether it's being purchased or it's being sold, um, that's extremely important to those parties that it go well. And the testament to the offering is that the service component is met. And then if necessary, the claims component is met. So I would say to, to anyone who gets an opportunity, um, it's a great chance for you to be in a career that is really different in the insurance space. Um, if you're willing to work hard, it comes with a tremendous amount of reward, uh, both personally and, uh, and professionally. Well, I, I, I second that. And I think, I think Jenna and I both second that. And I think that, uh, Yes, this is a very, very rewarding area to be in. It is unlike any other sorts of insurance, I think. So um, yeah, I completely agree with you, Dennis. I think those are uh, excellent points. So so our final question, this is our, our true fun question. If, if the other questions haven't been fun enough, this one is super fun. And They were uh, super fun, these other questions. I know. I, and Dennis, I found them to be, they're blessed. Well, <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. <laughs> and Dennis doesn't even actually know the question, this final question we're going to ask him. We just said it was a mystery fun question. So Dennis, if you happened to be, this is purely hypothetical. If you happen to be out with some friends or maybe some colleagues and you had a couple cocktails and one of those friends or colleagues suggested that you go and do karaoke very late at night. And if perhaps you ended up at a karaoke, not a bar, but like a karaoke room, and it was a private atmosphere with those friends, if all this very, very strange confluence of circumstances ever happens in your life, what karaoke song would you sing if you were ever in this, uh, this situation? Let's put it that way. Not that that's ever happened. And we actually know the answer to this question, so we can announce to our listeners if you lie to us, Dennis. See, it's it's interesting because I have I have several songs that are my go-to songs, um, and and several artists. I think um, 
you know, I'm a big Eagles guy, right? So it's probably Lion Eyes um, is, is my go-to favorite. That is true. Um, I will agree that that is an accurate. You know, I do, I, I do think that I can pull off a pretty mean Glenn Fry um, when I need to. But, uh, and, and for me, it's also um, karaoke is hysterical because it's, uh, you know, the only thing the better than karaoke is singing the in the shower. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun because there's the words on the screen. Exactly. And you can't and the get beer. There's not that in the shower. And then everybody yeah. turns into uh, turns into a rock star. And, totally. and no one totally. no one yeah. hears the no one hears the the horrible voice. They all hear the uh, the song and, and see you singing. Wow. And, and if that ever were to happen, I think. Um, <laughs> That would be my go-to, and I certainly would hope that it would be with you guys singing along as well. Oh, that's well, so sweet. We'll pick you up on that sometime. And you are indeed a rock star, Dennis. And uh, thank you very, very much for for joining us on the show. Do you want to give uh, our listeners uh, your contact information if anybody wants to get in touch with you and learn more about the uh, the product offerings you have? Sure. Thank you, Brian, and and thank you, Brian and Jenna, for for letting me. Um, have a yeah. uh, guest host uh, spot here on uh, Into the Breach. I was looking forward to it for, for a number of months. I heard a lot of things about how fun the podcast was. And, uh, <laughs> it's more fun than, than, than uh, anyone has advertised to me. So thank oh, you again. Well, thank you. And uh, yeah. for us, uh, all of our, our product offerings can be accessed through our, through our website at uh, dualcommercial.com. Please uh, feel free to to access those um, uh, product sheets. And at the, on the bottom of the product sheet is the contact information for uh, representative underwriters from each of our teams. And again, guys, thank you for the time. This was a wonderful way for, for me to start my week and uh, look forward to uh, being brought back again sometime as a guest. You got it. Accept it. The encore. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank, you. thank you very much, Dennis. We really appreciate you coming on board today. This was a great conversation about the new and exciting things at Duel. And I think that wraps up uh, the latest episode of Into the Breach, taped from Newburyport, Massachusetts. And uh, thank you very much, Jenna. It was uh, great doing another episode with you here. You too. And thank you, Dennis, for joining. All right. Thank thanks you. again, guys. Bye okay, now. Thanks, Dennis. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Into the Breach. For show notes, additional resources, and links to the tools discussed on today's episode, please visit rwipodcast.com. The views and opinions expressed by Brian O'Keefe and Jenna Usenheimer in this podcast are their own and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Cyfarth Shaw, LLP, its partners, or its employees. The podcast does not provide legal or other professional services. This podcast is made available by the lawyer publishers for educational purposes only, as well as to give you general information and a general understanding of the law, not to provide specific legal advice. By listening to this podcast, you understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the lawyer publishers. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for competent legal advice from a licensed professional attorney in your state. As defined in the State Bar of New York's Code of Professional Responsibility, this podcast is considered a form of attorney advertising. Prior results do not guarantee similar outcomes.